on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. The expansion lists are out. Who was protected by the Ducks and who might go? Find out on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to a busy off-season week. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. A reminder, you can hear this podcast wherever podcasts can be heard. And follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD or follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. And very importantly, follow the Twitter accounts because that's where you will find all the latest on what's happening around the NHL and the Ducks. And it's going to be a busy week. So I'm going to tell you right now what we have coming up today. I'm going to talk about a couple of signings that took place as well as the expansion, I guess, list that just came out. Tomorrow, I'll be joined by Sarah Avampado. We're going to go over our own mock expansion draft. Wednesday, we're going to delve a little bit more into the expansion draft, as well as a little bit of a draft preview, just in case the Ducks keep their pick. Thursday is going to be the fallout from who got selected from the Ducks by Seattle, and look at the rest of their team. And also a draft preview. Friday is going to be our final draft preview. And just in case there's any trades that happen before the draft, we will cover that on Friday. And you know what? We might even throw in a bonus show here and there. Maybe over Saturday or Sunday. Who knows? But I might throw one in there. So that's what is coming up this week. All right. Let's get right into it. There was a couple of signings that took place over the weekend. And we'll start with the minor league one first, then go into the other one. Uh, The San Diego goals, even though there's no more locked on goals for this season, the goals did make a signing. They signed Nicholas Brouillard to a one-year contract extension through next season. Why is this important? Because the San Diego goals can leave him on their roster and he will not fulfill the veteran status. Therefore, the goals can still go out and sign a couple of, or re-sign a couple of the guys that are still on there, like a Chase DeLeo, for example. So, just to give a couple examples, they could re-sign Chase DeLeo. They could re-sign Andrew Podorowski. They could also re-sign Josh Mahura. Yeah, I remember him. Or Andrew Agazino, who I anticipate they may not bring back. I'm still anticipating Chase DeLeo will come back. Maybe on a two-way because DeLeo did get some time with the Anaheim Ducks. So all those signings will become more important later. As far as the other... Oh, sorry. A little bit more on Bruyard, Just for those of you that pay attention to that kind of stuff. He did score 14 points and 28 minutes in 29 games with the San Diego goals last season. He's a very solid defenseman. Sort of saw some time in the second or third defensive pairing. I would say he he's a good defenseman to have on their system. Always good to have as much depth as you can in that position. And he's a 26-year-old that probably is a career AHLer, but is good to have some depth there. So that's the signing. It's an important signing for the goals and could have a domino effect on the Ducks as well. So once again, Nicholas Bruyard signs a one-year contract extension with the San Diego Goals. 
The other signing, and this one is a much more important signing, is Alexander Volkov. He got re-signed, or rather extended, by one season, and his contract is only worth $925,000, which would make him an arbitration-eligible, restricted free agent next season. Why is this signing important? This signing is important because he is no longer a free agent and doesn't have to be signed by anyone else. He's only 23 years old. That is a cheap contract. That is a very good value contract, to be honest. In his short time with Anaheim so far, he's done well so far. This extension took place mere hours before the expansion lists were due from each of the 30 teams. Wait, did I say 30? Not 31. As we discussed on Friday's show with Sarah Avampato, it's pointed out that the Vegas Golden Knights do not have to expose anyone because they did not receive any of the fees from the expansion. Yeah, there were those expansion fees that Seattle had to pay. Vegas did not see a cut of that. Therefore, they do not have to leave anyone exposed. Oh, good grief. So Volkov signed a one-year contract extension with the Anaheim Ducks. He did well last season, at least in Anaheim. Before his time in Anaheim, in two seasons, in 28 games, he had three goals and three assists for six points. This was over two seasons. In just 18 games with the Ducks, he scored four goals and four assists for eight points. He surpassed his point total in just 18 games more than what he did in Tampa Bay, but he never quite found his spot in Tampa Bay. First off, that lineup is completely stacked in Tampa Bay. I mean, they just won the Stanley Cup for the second year in a row. There was just nowhere to put him, but look at all the talent that was on Tampa Bay's lineup. Nonetheless, Volkov found his spot in the third and fourth lines with the Anaheim Ducks, started pretty much every game after the trade deadline, and found a place for himself. He's only 23 years old. His birthday is coming up in less than a month. Actually, his birthday's coming up in two weeks from today. Hey, how about that? So two weeks from today is Alexander Volkov's birthday. How's that for a birthday present? A one-year contract extension with the Anaheim Ducks. Less than a million? Yeah, it's a very good deal. Because the Ducks did sign him, he would be eligible to have to be protected for the expansion draft. He apparently did play enough games and has enough experience, so Alexander Volkov would be eligible to be selected by the Seattle Kraken. So now that I mentioned that, who did the Ducks actually protect? We'll get to that after a brief word from BuiltBar.com, which is the best tasting protein bar ever. And they have a ton of flavors, including Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, among others. And don't forget to check out their exclusive limited edition flavors. That's how I got the cookie dough flavor, white chocolate cookies and cream. They have a lot of just great, fantastic flavors for you to choose from. Why not try their mixed box? That is great value. And many of these protein bars are only 130 calories, 
with only 4 grams of sugar while packing in 17 grams of delicious protein. They taste like a candy bar. They're delicious. They're good for you. So head over to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. Coming up after the first intermission, who did the Ducks protect for this year's expansion draft? We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we've got an expansion list. That is right. It is Monday the 19th, and the expansion lists came out about 24 hours ago. So here we go. Let's not waste any time. So here were the requirements. The Ducks had to protect one goaltender and either eight skaters or seven forwards and three defensemen. The Ducks decided to go 7-3-1. Not what I anticipated because there was a lot of articles, even as far back as a week ago, as close as three days ago, that the Ducks were going to go eight skaters. And the reason was because they were going to protect Hayden Fleury. So the defense would have been Fowler, Lindholm, Mansell, Man- Manson and Hayden Fleury and then any four forwards and there was a ton of I guess different combinations of which skaters would be protected Ricard Raquel was one of those top names that would be protected and Troy Terry Sam Steele Max Jones they were also in that list but the Ducks went 7-3-1 so let's get right into it the one goalie they protected was of course John Gibson The 28-year-old goaltender has six more seasons left on his contract at $6.4 million per season. Three defensemen, Cam Fowler, Hampus Lindholm, and Josh Manson. No surprises there. Fowler is 29, Lindholm is 27, Manson is also 29. Manson and Lindholm each have one year left on their contract. Cam Fowler has five more years left at $6.5 million per season. Wait a minute. So Hayden Fleury is left. Unprotected. Okay, they went that route. So now the Ducks have seven forwards to protect. A lot on stake here. Here's who they protected. Jakob Silverberg, Ricard Raquel, Troy Terry, Isaac Lundestrom, Sam Steele, Max Jones, and... Nick Delorier? Okay, fine. So Nick Delorier gets, I guess, protected. Alright, so once again, the goalie is Gibson. The three defensemen are Fowler, Lindholm, and Manson. The seven forwards are Silverberg, Raquel, Terry, Lundestrom, Steele, Jones, and Delorier. Those are the 11 players that are protected. Here's who is exempt from being chosen by Seattle. Players like Trevor Zegris, Braden Tracy, Bryce Kindop, Max Comtois, Jack Bedini, Cody Curran, Hunter Drew, Lucas Dostal. So a lot of those younger players, as well as Comtois, they are protected. And Comtois being protected, or exempt rather, 
is a humongous relief because if Comtois had played just a few more games the previous season, he would have had to have been protected and they would have had to expose someone else. As it is, those seven forwards, I'm still surprised that Nick Delorier got protected. Well, let's go over each player. Gibson is your franchise goaltender, that's without question. Cam Fowler is one of your franchise defenders, that's no question. Hampus Lindholm is still 27, he's still young. Josh Manson, he's only 29. Those three are your cornerstone defensemen for the Ducks, and it was no surprise that those three got protected. The forwards, okay, this is where it got a little bit tricky. Getzloff you don't protect because he's a free agent. David Backus has retired. Danton Heinen, he's a restricted free agent. Okay, that's fine. Vinny Terry, he just got re-signed, but he will probably be between the Ducks and the Goals. The Carrick brothers, alright, fine. Chase DeLeo, Paul Dorowski, they're also free agents. So, who's left? Alexander Volkov, he's unprotected. So let's go over the protected few first. Jakob Silferberg, he's a former All-Star. Some thought that he would be left exposed because of recent injuries. And his cap hit, which is five and a quarter. He's got three seasons left on his contract. Still not the worst contract. As far as value, it, it's okay, I guess. Ricard Raquel, one year left on his contract, three around $3.8 million. Raquel has had some great games, some not-so-great games, but Raquel is still an important piece to this Ducks team. Let's go through the youngsters first. Troy Terry, he's only 23 years old. Two more years at $1.45 million per. That's great. Isaac Lundestrom, he's an RFA. Sam Steele, he's also an RFA. Max Jones, he's also an RFA. Isaac Lundstrom had kind of a breakout year last season. He's only 21 years old. Great on the Ducks to protect him. Sam Steele and Max Jones, they are both 23 years old. They are both restricted free agents. Fortunately, the Ducks have a little bit more cap space to work with so they can re-sign all three of those youngsters. Nicholas Delorier. Okay. He's got one more season left on his contract at $1 million next season. However, there were some reports that just came out just earlier Sunday that Nicholas Delorier was protected in order to possibly be traded later. So maybe he'll go for a 7th or a 6th, who knows. I mean, look at the Alexander Volkov deal. The Ducks picked up Volkov for essentially nothing, a 7th round pick and a minor leaguer, Antoine Morand. Delorier could get something of value back if they are going to go that route and trade him later. Some team could use his grit later on down the line. And as I jokingly said, if he has another hat trick, maybe turn that to a fifth or a sixth. But either way, those are the players that are protected. Just to go over the list one more time, John Gibson, Cam Fowler, Hampus Lindholm, Josh Manson, your forwards, Jakob Silverberg, Ricard Raquel, Troy Terry, Isaac Lundestrom, Sam Steele, Max Jones, Nicholas Delorier. So who will the Seattle Kraken likely take? Find out after this word from betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. They're the one place that has you covered and the one place we trust. And hey, 
the odds are already out for who's going to win the Stanley Cup next season. Colorado is an early favorite, but that could always change. And MLB is in full swing. And the NBA Finals are coming down to the wire. Who's it going to be? The Phoenix Suns behind Devin Booker and Chris Paul? Or the Milwaukee Bucks led by the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo? Who's going to win the NBA Finals? If you want to place a bet on that, go to betonline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that's betonline.ag the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly, folks. Please, please gamble responsibly. Do not bet on the Detroit Red Wings to win the Stanley Cup. That's all I'm saying. All right, we're going to get to who could possibly be taken by Seattle. Hmm, stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. Let's go over which players will likely be selected by the Seattle Kraken in the upcoming expansion draft. Once again, that takes place Wednesday late afternoon. So keep an eye out for that. All right. So some key players were left unprotected. Kevin Shattenkirk, yeah, there's no way that Seattle's going to get Kevin Shattenkirk. Not with that cap hit at $3.9 million. Two seasons left? No, they're not going to pick up Shattenkirk. If there is any defenseman that will be taken by Seattle, it'll be Hayden Fleury without question. Hayden Fleury has one year left, $1.3 million. He's only 25 years old. He is young. He's got a tremendous upside. Seattle would be foolish to take Hayden or anyone but Hayden Fleury. Yes, there are other great players in forward that Seattle could also consider. Let's go over some of the forwards that they might want to take. Yeah, this one is kind of tongue-in-cheek, but there are a couple writers saying, hey, why not? The Elite 1C, Derek Grant. Okay, let's be real. Let's be honest. In what world... Would Seattle take Derek Grant? In the world where maybe they're looking at a bunch of other forwards and they need someone to fill in that slot to have at least 20 signed players. All right, that's fine. So you could take the Elite 1C there. They could also consider Sonny Milano, who's much younger, only 25 years old. He's got one year left at 1.7. The caveat with Sonny Milano is that he has been injury-ridden recently. He has had a bit of a concussion issue. However, he is a tremendous talent that some teams say, yeah, I would take him. Would Seattle take him? I'm not so sure. And the one name that I'm starting to see a lot more of, and I did mention this on Friday. I've mentioned this of recent. Adam Henrique. Henrique has... Three years left on his contract, $5.825 million cap hit. Uncle Rico has gone through it, especially in the past seven months. Going back, just briefly, he was benched. His his consecutive game streak ended unceremoniously. Then he was benched again. Then he got waived. 
Then he cleared waivers. He didn't play for a week. He did not get on Coach Eakin's good side for a while. He came back to the lineup and then looked fantastic. And then Adam Henrique finished the season not looking too bad. Then he went on to play in the World Championships. He was the captain of Team Canada and brought home the gold medal along with teammate Max Comtois. So out of the two players that I think Seattle will most likely select, Hayden Fleury or Adam Henrique, the upside to taking Fleury is that he has upside in his game and you could extend him at a not expensive contract. If he has a very good season, his next contract could be somewhere around $2 million, which is not bad. Adam Henrique. The case for Adam Henrique is that he would provide immediate leadership. He could be your captain or your alternate captain for the new Seattle Kraken franchise. And that is actually a pretty well-known name. The fact that he did win a gold medal in the World Championships. The fact that he has had some big goals in his career. The fact that he has that captain's ability. If Seattle wanted to bring in someone with veteran leadership that could help captain a team, then they should look no further than Adam Henrique. But what if Henrique doesn't get chosen? What if they choose Fleury? Well, then that is terrible asset management by GM Bob Murray because, look, they gave away a draft pick and Yanni Hockenpah to Carolina for Hayden Fleury, then they could lose him for absolutely nothing. However, Hockenpah was kind of one of those guys that came in unexpectedly, wasn't expected to even make the Ducks roster for a while. Then he came back strong and is now one of the darlings in Carolina. But to give him up for nothing, I mean, yeah, poor asset management strikes once again. GM Bob Murray around for maybe one more season and that's it. Yeah, this list astounds me. The fact that both players could be plucked by Seattle. Yeah, this will be a little bit tough for some Ducks fans to swallow. And judging by what I've seen online, even some of you Duck fans that have responded to this, you've said Adam Henrique, that's who they are going to select. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. It would get rid of that big contract hit of nearly $6 million. Then the Ducks can go out and sign someone on a big deal. However, they could use some of that money to get, I don't know, someone like Jack Eichel. He's still available. They could still pick him up. The drafting will happen on Friday. The trading could happen on Thursday. There's still a lot that could happen in the next few days. And a lot of you think that Seattle will pick up Henrique or Milano. Most of you saying Henrique. So there you go. That's who is left exposed in this year's expansion draft. How do you like them apples? Tomorrow, I will be joined by Sarah Avampato. We'll go over some of the surprises as far as who was left exposed for other teams. And we will also give out our expansion like our mock expansion draft. That will be tomorrow. Uh, before I do that, I want to go over some of the rules really quickly for the expansion draft itself. Seattle must draft one player from all 30 teams. They must draft a minimum of 14 forwards 
a minimum of nine defensemen and a minimum of three contracted goalies. So that is 26 players right there and then any other four players. So once again, 14 forwards, nine defensemen, three goalies, and you must have 20 of those players that have a contract for next season. That means they can select at maximum 10 free agents. They could sign maybe, or they could pick five free agents, six free agents, whatever amount. And what that does, if they select a free agent, they would have the exclusive signing rights for that player for a period of time. So for example, just as a crazy example, if they were to pick up a star player, even though this would never happen, just an example, if they were to pick Alexander Ovechkin, yeah, they could exclusively sign him in a small window and see if he takes that deal. So there you go. Also, they must be above the cap floor of $48.9 million and not exceed the max cap hit, which is $81.5 million. Once again, a flat cap. So those are some of the rules for the expansion draft. Once again, taking place in a couple of days. So with that, I thank you all for listening. It is greatly appreciated to hear previous podcasts of Locked on Ducks. Or this one, you could hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or the new Odyssey app, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Make sure to rate five stars. Download, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. You could follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, I'll be joined by Sarah Avampado tomorrow. We will go over our mock expansion draft. So definitely check that out. See who we have on our teams. I will bring a caveat. I have two different teams and I chose one of them for this particular podcast. Maybe I'll reveal the other one. Hmm. Yeah, I might reveal the other one on Wednesday. So we'll see how that goes. Anyway, for Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please be safe out there. Get vaccinated if you have not already. Be kind to one another And ducks fly together.